1: It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. It
0: ain't the left side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode here of On the Fin Side. Following a Miami Dolphins loss to the New England Patriots, Uh, how impactful this game was uh, is up for debate. But uh, one thing is for sure, the Dolphins, regardless of whether or not they had won 50 to nothing or lost 50 to nothing in this game, the Dolphins still would have been the number six seed. You can follow Paul Picken and myself, Brian Catanzaro, on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on iTunes, and on YouTube as well if you want to subscribe to our channel. Paul, feelings on yesterday's game? Obviously not a very good showing for the Miami Dolphins, losing 35-14 to to the
1: division rival New England Patriots. I think it started kind of rough. I thought... The Dolphins actually woke up, and to be honest with you, I think the game-breaking moment, despite several different inadequacies throughout the game, really was that Damian Williams fumble. At that point in time, that would have put, made it a one-score game with eight or nine minutes left in the ball game. And instead, he gets the ball punched out, Patrick turned at 65 yards or so, and, and they're already in scoring position, and really put the game out of reach from there. Miami could have punched it in there, rode the emotions high at that point, gotten one defensive stop, it would've been a whole different ball game.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at uh, the Dolphins were down 20 to nothing at the, at the end of the first quarter, but still they they slowed the game down, they kept pace and the Dolphins at one time were down 20 to 14 and getting the football back. Uh, the Patriots obviously went deep uh, to Danny, Danny Amendola, or excuse me, uh, Julian Edelman on an 86 yard touchdown but still, the Dolphins looked like they were answering right back. Yeah, so it's a, a, a disappointing loss of, uh, but of Miami, Miami Dolphins in your right, Paul, that David Williams' play was the uh, deciding factor in the game that, that really pushed it in New England's direction. Uh, Michael Floyd, too, was a uh, recent acquisition by the New England Patriots had a uh, really powerful 15-yard touchdown in the second quarter, Paul. He was a pretty big difference maker in this game, too.
1: Yeah, he really was, and I know everything about how the Pats got him was legal, but at the same time, it it really smells fishy. It's almost like when somebody's out of your Fantasy League playoffs, and they cut Rob Gronkowski or Tom Brady if there's a no-cut list, and the first-place team immediately picks him up. It's like, you know... I don't know. I, I look at baseball, where if a guy gets picked up after a certain date, he can play out the regular season, but he's just not eligible for the postseason with that team. I just I can't believe the Cardinals didn't just suspend him and instead just toss him out there for anybody to pick up. And now, as punishment for a DUI, he goes to the number one seed in the AFC and becomes an impact player for their team. It, it's insane to me and and i don't even know how you make a rule around that but it's just brutal
0: yeah i I agree with you i mean michael ford's blood alcohol level uh 0.21 he also had a dwi at notre dame been in trouble throughout his career and then arizona had given up on him at that point so yeah Paul, let's get to the game here uh the quarterback position matt moore it, it seemed very familiar uh very similar his performance here compared to the Buffalo game. I mean, uh, where, you know, halfway through the second quarter, I'm thinking, is this guy kind of complete many more passes? and then he really starts catching fire. Uh, I, I really can't blame this game on Matt Moore. You know, he he had barely had the ball in his hands with three, you know, up until, what, three minutes left in the second quarter. Uh, then over the next three do- drives, he catches fire. I mean, um, and if not for that Damien Williams fumble, I, I think that the Dolphins would have scored on that drive and made the game 27-21, and now you're talking about maybe a last-minute miracle comeback. So, matt moore I, I don't really blame for this uh he had a terrible interception but other than
1: that uh, i'm going to give his performance a B. for me i i don't blame him but i also don't fully credit him i mean he he is a guy that has a mediocre skill set but really lives and dies by emotion out there on the field and, and you know i saw players open deep a lot which he's supposed to be the gunslinger that that chucks the deep ball up there and, and he just didn't even throw it and the camera was behind him so it was obviously a player he could see but you know it's it for me I, I don't think he was the difference maker in either direction in this game and, and for that i've got to put him right there to see
0: about the running back
1: position jay
0: 19 carries from 56 yards pretty odd too that kenyon drake was not in the
1: field until the fourth quarter yeah i was surprised drake wasn't out there very much um you know really miami had what like 23 carries in the game total i believe Uh, including one by Jakeen Grant. So it's kind of a rough thing to look at here. Um, I thought Ajayi did a good job breaking some tackles, and, and, and really I think the line did a decent job opening up some holes. I just think they got away from the running game, especially with the Pats getting out to such a big lead early on, similar to when uh, Miami played against Baltimore a few weeks ago. So, what's your grade? I'm going to go with a B minus here.
0: I'm going to go with a C minus. Uh, Ajaye did break some tackles, um, but overall in the game, 19 carries for 56 yards,
1: not all that good.
0: And the the, the real big thing here is, like we talked about, the the Damian Williams fumble to me uh, was was the turning point in the game. Uh, and plus, makes no sense to me why Kenyon Drake was not on the field until until junk time. Uh, overall, I'm going to give them a C minus. Receiver and tight end kind of a rough game here for jarvis landry even though he caught nine
1: passes yeah he did have that fumble that, anyway um and that he recovered himself but i mean he, he was a little up and down i thought he had an okay day all in all on offense other than the offensive line i thought the receivers probably had the best day out of everybody and, and for, you know it's nice seeing Devontae parker still continue to get involved here uh it's nice seeing that his health is really back to where it should be leading up to the playoffs Hopefully, with with Ryan Tannehill coming back in a week or two here. So for me, uh, I can give these guys a solid B. Uh, I thought they did all right, and I don't, I definitely don't discredit them in, in the loss here. I thought Kenny Stills had a couple impactful catches yet again. I'm going to go with a, a C plus.
0: Yeah, I think we saw the best and worst of Kenny Stills. Uh, you know, the guy catches a 25 yard touchdown, but earlier in, the, in a very important drive for the Dolphins. Kenny Stills uh, catches a pass, uh, has a foot out of bounds. Dolphins don't get credit for that catch. And then in the next play, Kenny Stills goes across the middle, and if he had stepped up in front of the linebacker, Dante Hightower, and taken that hit, it probably would have been a first down. It would have been been a physical catch. It would have been a tough catch, but it's one that that I think you got to make at this point in the season. Um, Yeah, Devontae Parker, five catches for 45 yards, and it seemed like the Patriots – overall we're giving the dolphins the underneath stuff and that's when i thought matt Moore started to catch fire a little bit uh interestingly enough uh, not one catch from the tight ends in this contest you know i i know that these are supposed to be more blocking types deon Sims and Marquise Graby, but you can't get blanked on the stat sheet either overall i'm gonna give him a c uh the offensive line paul uh again another week where it seems like the quarterback has a lot of time to throw
1: yeah i mean there there were a handful of times throughout the game where Matt got pressured. But overall, I really think they did a good job pushing around on on the Pats' defensive front, which is a pretty damn good defensive front, to be honest. And for me, I mean, they were opening up holes in the running game, even though Miami got away from it with that 14-point deficit early on. So I, I saw these guys down blocking downfield. And for me, I, I'd actually give these guys an A-minus, believe it or not, even though Miami got spanked on the scoreboard.
0: I'll give him a B-plus for that reason. Uh, I thought the
1: run blocking was okay. Pass
0: protection run was good. Uh, Juwan James had let up a few pressures, but overall quarterback had time to throw. The running backs put up respectable numbers, um, but so I'm going to go with the B-plus in general. Defensive side of the ball, Paul, again, more struggles for this defense, uh, starting with the defensive line. How do you grade them?
1: I actually think it was a rough day for, for both Xavier and Howard and Cameron Wake. I, I didn't see them getting to Brady like they needed to um, or Garoppolo once he came in. But I will say Jordan Phillips probably had one of the best halves I've seen out of him all year. I thought Earl Mitchell did a decent job on the inside. And I thought Ndamukong Sue actually did a decent job, including maintaining his composure when we saw uh, LeGarrette Blunt taking a few cheap shots trying to bait him. And he went out and talked about that after the game, but whatever. So it's kind of rough. Like, the the interior uh, and Jason Jones, I thought, did well. Our our starting defensive ends, I I didn't think did as well as we could have hoped in this one. And the way you beat the Patriots is you have to put pressure on Brady, and they didn't here. So... I'll give these guys a B minus, mainly based on the fact that the interior of the defensive line I thought did very well.
0: You're more generous than I am. I'm going to give them a C minus. I thought the pass rush flat out was not there in this game. Cameron Wake and Andre Branch, the reality is, if you get a running game going, they have to, they can't be charging upfield as often as they would like. And I think you saw that in this contest, too. Um, No sacks from the defensive line. I thought they did pretty well against the run against LeGarrette Blunt. I'll tell you this, though, Paul. The Dolphins need to get two new starters on the defensive line for 2017 because I want Cameron Wake and Jordan Films to be playing 30 snaps each next game, or, or next year, not 50 or 60 snaps, because you keep those two guys fresh, they are a handful to deal with on third down. And you've got too many players out there who are useless football players taking up too many snaps. I'm talking about Terrence Faday, Mario Williams, who didn't play in this game, but still and Earl Mitchell. I, I, I think these are three completely and utterly useless football players. Overall, I'm going to give this unit a C-. minus. Linebacker, Kiko Alonzo, Spencer Pacinger, Donald Butler, not an overwhelming unit, but uh, to me, I, I think that they did okay in this contest. Uh, I thought Pacinger had a pretty decent game. Uh, the, the run defense was pretty good, um, but still a lot of open zones in the middle of that defense but I, I attribute that more to the lack of pass rush overall i can live with the, the linebackers performance I'll, I'll give him a c plus
1: uh, i think this game didn't do anything to uh reaffirm for me that miami shouldn't explore and i know they've been getting Mike Hall out on the field a little bit more possibly putting him in the middle and, and sliding kiko to the outside uh, in place of Butler. Butler is an absolute brain wreck out there. Uh, there hasn't been a game this season where I've looked at and gone, you know what, this guy belongs. He, he doesn't. Uh, I know he was something special a few years ago, but he's just got to go. And, and the fact that Miami's having to piecemeal it with so many linebackers throughout the game is just terrifying here as we go into the playoffs. I really wish they would have settled on, on, on some combination that works. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like they have outside of Kiko. So for me, I'm, I'm going to give these guys a D plus. It, it's I thought they were a liability in pass coverage. The most horrifying thing in the world is watching Donald Butler try to, hit, to hand a tight end off to Bakari Rambo because that's just a brutal miss followed by a brutal miss. So for me, it, it, it's a D plus.
0: Yeah, and, and for me, it's hard to even get mad at some of these players here. I mean, you've got. I remember on one play I, I watched, and you had Terrence Fiday Earl Mitchell, Spencer Paysinger, Donald Butler, Bakari Rambo uh, on the same play. To me, you've got five football players there who have no business in the starting lineup. Uh, And that's what it comes down to me in the playoffs. Yes, I'm excited the Dolphins are here. But without Byron Maxwell, without IAQ, without Rashad Jones, without Misey and Jenkins at outside linebacker, those are a lot of bodies down in the back seven. So the Dolphins really do have to piecemeal together to have any chance. Against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Paul. Um, the secondary, Bakari Rambo. You know, it seems like every week we're we're talking about this guy. Uh, I, I think this is a an example of what happens when you have so many injuries. I mean, the, the guy is who he is, and he's he's doing the best that he can, but it's not good enough. Um, at cornerback, I still think Tony Lippett continues to play well. I think Michael K- Thomas continues to play well, but. Uh, to me, Xavier Howard is always a step slow, uh, and I, I think that's going to be changed and, and get a lot better here over time. But, yeah, I, I think overall the defensive backs torched in this game, 151 yards from Danny Amendola, not good enough. I, I can't wait for some of these guys to come back. I'm going to give the secondary a D. Well, it was
1: it was Edelman, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you a pass on that one. Um, <laughs>
0: Who did I say?
1: You said Danny Amendola.
0: Oh, I, that, that's the second time I've said that.
1: Whatever. <laughs> yeah but it the funny thing there is i i didn't have a problem with michael thomas in this game i didn't have a problem with tony lippett i i I think tony lippett has done far better than anybody could have ever expected this season and i like the prospects of him for the future i like the prospects of Xavier howard for the future you mentioned that that bakari rambo is the byproduct of you know so many injuries but he's been basically starting out there since rashad jones went down and that's one injury. It's baffling to me. The seventy seven yard touchdown by Edelman, where Tony lippett almost got knocked out of the game by shouldn't be on the team, Michael Floyd. That that was a missed tackle at the line of scrimmage. An egregiously missed tackle by Bakari Rambo yet again. There were several times in coverage. I know on the uh the touchdown by uh Martellus Bennett, Uh Bakari Rambo completely blew coverage. Yeah, it's you can point at four or five times in every game that either nearly cost or do cost the Dolphins where it's essentially Bakari Rambo completely whiffing on tackles, completely whiffing on his coverage, completely missing coverage, completely looking lost out there. And, yeah, I can't blame him. I mean, if the Dolphins called me up today and were like, hey, we're going to give you a couple million dollars to go out on the field, I know you're going to be lost, but have had a big guy, I'd do it. And, you know, I'd probably have a few press conferences apologizing to fans at that point. But this guy has no business on a football roster at this point, let alone the starting lineup. And, and I can't help but think Walt Aikens couldn't be any worse out there, especially given the upgraded play he's had on special teams in, in coverage this year. For me, it's a B, and it's Bakari Rambo straight dragging that completely down. Well,
0: I'm, I'm surprised to hear a B in a game where Tom Brady goes 25 for 33 for 300 yards and four touchdowns, but um, I, I, you know, overall, I'm going to give this unit a D, um, and, I, I'm look, and I'm looking at, Bakari Rambo is an example of why I believe so strongly that you need to have 8, 9, or 10 really good defensive backs heading into a season, because otherwise, Tom Brady is going to find the Bakari Rambo's in your defense, and he's going to exploit them. That's what happened in this game. Uh, special teams, you know, Paul, to round it out. Um, how do you
1: grade them? Well, you can't them off the punt yet again, which yeah, I, I, I like that they gave him that shot when the game got out of reach to, to try to do things here. But I thought Matt Darr had a very critical short shanked punt yet again to start off the game and really give the pass great field position to go up 14 nothing. Andrew Franks wasn't really impactful in this game. And other than a couple of big returns, I, I wasn't a big fan of, of how they did on special teams other than managing to keep the ball out of the end zone in, in you know, Three Stooges like fashion with three or four guys touching it. There for me, I'll give it a B. But Dar has to get his, his act together here. It's crunch time now, and and he's gonna cost the team a game. Franks might cost the team a game, and that's a very scary prospect.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna give him a C minus. I mean, I think I think Matt Dar continues to get worse. Punting the football and, you know, Andrew Franks didn't do anything that stood out. And uh, yeah, I mean, Jakeem Grant fourth, fourth fumble in five games. I mean, how many times does, does this guy have to put you at risk? Before you do something about it, it'd be one thing if Grant were heads and shoulders the best kick returner on the roster, but to me, he's the third best behind Jarvis Landry and behind Ken Andre. And not you know, I'm sorry, but I I don't want to hear anything from anyone about how Jarvis Landry shouldn't be taking all those hits. I mean, to me, one of the best punt returners in the game. He can he can field two or three punts every game, especially if, if he's one of the best in the league at doing it. Overall, not good enough on special teams. I'd give him a C minus and. Uh, yeah, we're going to be playing the Pittsburgh Steelers here in the the first round of the playoffs Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern time, and we'll talk a little bit more about that
1: matchup uh,
0: throughout the week. So, is there anything here from the Bill, or excuse me, from the Dolphins Patriots
1: game that you want to cover? No, I think I think we pretty much covered it all here. I'm just excited to get the playoffs rolling, and it, it at least it was nice to know that even if they had one they'd still be the number six seed based on how the rest of the day played out. So I'm excited Absolutely. for this. I mean, it's, it, it, it's the, the toughest road is going to be the first two games. You bet.
0: And uh, that'll do it for our uh, Dolphins Patriots recap. And if it's not on the right side and it's
1: not on the left yeah. side, it's on the fifth side.
0: So would you take us home?
1: It ain't the left side or the right side And it must be the fifth side it ain't the left, left side, for the right, right side, side, And it must be the fifth left. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in, to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. We rep our team, you can't change, stop or ruin it. All we need is to figure what to do to win. ready yo? Live and direct Win or lose We showing up for every contest No puppet talk It's all raw and unfiltered Voice of the fans When the season looks peculiar Rockin' Apple or orange Over here then you familiar Every week they comin' through Our speakers to fulfill the Craig we have to hear About our team And all the latest news Vets the rookies Tryin' to make the team Payin' dues Current players And alumni interviews City to city State to state Follow the moves Office talk set to go Best sports team and show all across the globe ain't the left side.